I'll go one, two, three, and we both say Star Wars at the same time. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Star, Star Wars. Star Wars. That was that didn't work. Okay. <laughs> so we could we could stop this now. We, t- we we could we this could this could be over if we decided it was. We technically haven't started this project. So yeah. let me ask you. Do you want to do this? Do you really want to enter into this thing? This Do I want to enter into this lifelong podcasting contract is what you're saying. This is a this is a lifelong commitment. This is a this will this will this project, Mace, this will carry us to our graves. Yeah, it I mean, it will carry us to our graves, but also we have to nominate our uh like beneficiaries from this who is Yeah, we're, whoever we're... is we're subjecting like future generations to this as well. This is a this is a torch we must pass on. So I I will ask you before we get into the episode proper. Are you ready? I think. I think I'm ready. Let's fucking do this. Let's do it. Also with you, the title of our Star Wars podcast, a limited event prestige podcast about Star Wars. My name is Nikki Flowers. My name is Mace. Mace. Yes. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Uh, I agreed a sight unseen. Uh, and also you didn't give me the ability to disagree. <laughs> yeah, no, this was um, like, thank you for letting me force you into this is kind of what the thank you was. <laughs> Yeah, um, you is... you basically you you told me hey, uh, and also with you we review uh, Star Wars. Yeah, and you said and... yes, which was great because I didn't really want to have to go through the whole like you have to, where um, uh, creative yeah. life partners you have no say in this. We we had to skip all that, so that was good. You I'm... didn't you didn't want to have to mail me the gun. No, oh god, I hate mailing people the gun. I hate it. I don't like doing it, but sometimes people force my hand. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's necessary. Uh, so we're talking about Star Wars. Yeah, this is a a yearly podcast every May the fourth, Star Wars every Day, every single May fourth. Obviously, we should nail that in before we before we continue. Every single May fourth. Every May fourth, we we we're will ac- not miss one. We're <laughs> actually typing up a document right now uh, that says that even if we hate each other, we have to come back and do the podcast. Yeah, if one of us is canceled, if one of us. Um, does something just awful to the other person and cuts off all contact. We can do that. We can cut off all contact, except every May 4th, we must do 
another episode of and also with you yeah uh basically just as soon we can hate each other so much but we have to uh, we have to hit record on this podcast every single year yeah oh and we don't have to like each other on the show we just it's it's a contract we have to do it every single may 4th we will talk about star wars a new hope specifically episode four yeah like 20 20 2028 we'll be like hey welcome to, and also with you a star wars podcast you motherfucker yeah so um welcome motherfucker to the first episode um uh what, what's your uh how do you feel about star wars i think we should start there you know like what's your what's your um initial feelings going into this yeah we start at the very 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 beginning uh, I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars so much. Mm-hmm. I am a big fan of, like, I know it's really easy, I guess, to, uh, like, decry, like, Star Wars culture as being just, like, complaining nerds, which is, yeah, it's fine. There's a lot of, like, fandoms that are co- people just complaining about shit. I mean, that's what uh, fandom is now, is you can't, yeah. you can't just like something or dislike something. You have to be... Willing to go to a Star War over your favorite thing, or you have to be willing to, like, just be the biggest asshole in the world if you don't like something. So Yeah, I, I recognize that scene in The Simpsons, uh, the scene uh, from the Itchy and Scratchy convention. Do you remember <laughs> that scene? Yeah. <laughs> uh, as being pretty emblematic of what, like, nerd culture and, like, Comic-Cons are like. Yeah. Sometimes. And I mean, it was like that back then, otherwise they wouldn't have anything to parody. But I think now in 2020, as of this uh, recording, it's metastasized into this sort of... Just being a fan of something is awful, because you have to deal with the other fans. Yeah, and I mean, Star Wars and to a a certain degree Star Trek or something that I, you know, I don't mind it. Because the source material is so enjoyable that I do. I will indulge in that, you know... Something that I don't really mention is that I do go to Comic-Con every year, and I would oh. go to Comic-Con this year if, you know. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> do, actually, so that's, I, do we want to talk about what's going on? Like, do we want to... Is this podcast also, like, a time capsule for what we're going through this year? Or, like, what... Oh, yeah. Uh, we're at home right now. Yeah, we're at home. Uh, this is uh, 2020. Yeah, um, and we're not going to do a bit about it like we did on, on uh, you know, no, that one. The other podcast. Um, yeah. So this is, uh, we're, we're smack dab in the middle of the uh, COVID-19 um, crisis? Is that the Pandemic? right word? Pandemic. Hell world? Yeah, trash fire land. Yeah. Um, so this is quite a, quite a year to start this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we've had actually a lot of time to do a lot of podcasts and a lot of content. Yeah. Uh, and we thought that adding one more wouldn't hurt. Might dearly. as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And Comic-Con's been canceled this year. I was actually really, really, really looking forward to going to Comic-Con. Yeah. And uh, and actually, like, indulging in all that because, you know, I might complain about nerds. I might complain about nerd, nerd culture and fandoms. Oh, we're in it. <laughs> yeah, we're in it. That's us. And I love it. I love being advertised to at Comic-Con because it's my... It, it is, I guess, what I consider, like, summer vacation. You, I know you it's pay, summer. You pay yeah. a ticket to be advertised to. Like, you you pay money to have large companies be like, hey, we got, you know, our content. We're selling it as a product. Hope yeah. You, hope you buy it. <laughs> but also, I've had I've had great experiences at Comic-Con. Last year, we went to the uh, DuckTales panel, and that shit was fun. Oh, see, yeah, I like the panels. I like the... 
the discussions, the discussies, yeah. as I call them. Mm-hmm. Um, those are fun. I've never been to a convention like, well, I've been to a furry convention, but that doesn't really count. Um, but I haven't been to like a, like a, what would you call it? Like a pop culture convention? Yeah, something like that. Like a yeah. Bimon sci-fi con. A what? <laughs> The, the, you, you've seen that episode of The Simpsons, the Bimon sci-fi economy. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Simpsons uh, talk so far. Yeah, I, I feel like we should have done a Simpsons podcast instead. <laughs> oh, God. I think, I mean, no There's, one's done that before, so that's, like, y- just prime for that. And, and also, we do recognize, we recognize everything about this podcast, uh, that it is a, A, a Star Wars podcast in a world where there are a million Star Wars podcasts. Yeah. B, it's a film podcast when there are a million <laughs> film podcasts. And we're also doing a film podcast on a yearly basis, which... Um, Has been done at least once. Yeah. You know, I, like like our friend Matt from Noise Space says, there are no new ideas in podcasts. It's yeah. all been done before. Um, there is um, a little bit of a twist on the format. We'll get into that later, but for now, we'll talk about Star Wars. Also, um, I just wanted to mention a big thank you to Matt and Noisepace for allowing us to do this. Just kind of carte blanche. Uh, I didn't even need to pitch it to him. I said, Mace and I want to do another podcast. And he was just like, sure. And I said, let me tell you about it first, though, because I really feel like you should agree to it after knowing what we're doing. <laughs> uh, the amount of people that knew what this podcast was, and I, I understand that it may be a little underwhelming now that you uh, hear about it, and it's a stupid Star Wars podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's our no. stupid Star Pod. Star, exactly. Star Pod? No, no. Star Pod. Starpod. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's it's not underwhelming to us, but it might be underwhelming to you, the listener. It won't be uh, underwhelming when we reveal the twist. But <laughs> like I said, we'll get there. The the amount of people who knew what this podcast was, uh, I can count on maybe two hands. Mm-hmm. It was it was you and me. It was you, me, Matt, uh-huh. uh, my partner MG. Yeah. It was um, Al Riggs and Dustin, who we recorded uh, some something with. Yep. And that's, uh, that's it. I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we kept this, we kept this under wraps. So, um, we're here and we're talking about yeah. Star Wars. So you like Star Wars. You've liked Star Wars all your yeah. life. Um, I would say all my life. Star Wars has been a constant in my life. Yeah. Uh, I remember having the, like the VHS set of, uh, the. Oh yeah. The first three. The, the first three, like the silver and black VHS set. Oh yeah. I had those too. I had those and I had the. Um, the, like, the 80s release. Oh, yeah. I got it at a, um, some sort of, uh, church function that my grandmother was putting on. It was like a, like a flea market at the church, and some old lady just had all three of them, just from the 80s, and I, (laughs) I was like, okay, yeah, I'll buy these for two dollars. All of them, three, all three together for two bucks. I actually think I still have VHS sets of Return of the Jedi and, um, and The Empire Strikes Back. Hmm. But those are not the movies we're talking about today. We're talking no. about uh, specifically Star Wars: A New Hope. A New Hope. So, what was when was the first time you saw A New Hope? God, I think um, my dad, uh, bless his heart, very mm-hmm. misguided, uh, <laughs> showed me this movie because I got really into movies in 1996, and yep. when I was three years old. Uh, <laughs> it's a good year. Good year to get into like, movies. Good year for movies. I, I was actually I was at the Space Jam premiere. Well, there you go. Yeah. I vaguely remember it. I remember somebody, like, shooting a hoop. It was at the, that's the it movie. Was at Grauman's Chinese Theater. And that's kind of a, about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I remember save that for the pin. Space Jam 
podcast that we do tomorrow. Yeah, uh, no. and also and also with Jam. <laughs> right. <laughs> also with Jam. Uh and my dad, he showed me he'd showed me Star Wars as it was called then. No, I mean I think in 96 it had it was episode It had the four. New Hope subtitle probably. Yeah. At least. Uh but yeah, that was the first time I saw Star Wars, and I don't remember oh, anything about it until I just kept watching it. It's one of those things that just exists when yeah. you were when you're younger, and over time, over time, over time, over time, it just begins to solidify itself. Like, oh, it's always been there. I guess. When was the first time you saw Star Wars? Um. Well, first, I think that's a really interesting way you put it. That like we grew up well after the release of it, and because of the just momentous weight it has in popular culture um when we saw it as kids in the 90s and i think i probably saw it in the early 2000s because i'm a little bit younger than you um it seemed like because i vaguely you know through like cultural osmosis i knew about star wars and like you know like i I heard about the prequels which we're not fucking talking about um and so my dad Oh, you know what? It was it was also my dad who uh, was very misguided as well. Shout out to um, Bad Fathers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he wanted to show uh, me and my brothers. Um, he wanted to show us all the Star Wars is at the time before we went to see Revenge of the Sith on opening night. Oh, yeah. So that was what? 2004? Five. 2005. So, yeah, it was like. We watched it for the first time, and I had, like, kind of picked up, like, you know, like in The Simpsons and every single TV show ever made, there's always, like, a Star Wars reference. So I kind of knew about it, but this, seeing it for the first time was, like, wild. Yeah. Because I was, I was, like, eight, eight or nine, and, boy, that is just the perfect fucking time to see Star Wars. Because if, I've heard from people who didn't see Star Wars until they were an adult, and they don't get it. Like, they get it, but it's... Yeah, I know. It's weird. Like, they get it, but it's not... It doesn't... It's it doesn't made for... Yeah, it's made for little five to eight-year-olds to, like, just latch onto their shitty little brains and just be like, this is this is your universe now, you know? Like, and, and it's what got me into sci-fi. It's huge. I mean, it's fucking Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Like, what What hasn't been said about Star Wars? Like, we're just... We're, this is everyone's <laughs> origin story with Star Wars. Like, oh, my parents showed me, and oh, I was hooked from day one. Yeah, it's Star Wars. I want somebody who has, like, a real, like, fucked up, uh, not fucked up per <laughs> se, but, like, weird introduction to Star Wars. Like, oh, I saw it on, I saw it outside of a TV shop just playing, and I stayed there for the whole hour and a half. Yeah, it's never anything weird like that. Like, it's know. never like, you know, the word Star Wars came to me in a dream and then I made it. Well, I mean, that's probably right. George Lucas, the first time George Lucas saw Star Wars. Star Wars just, and it, it has been there. And now with Disney's purchase of Star Wars, it will continue to be there. That <sighs> Yeah. And Disney will make sure it doesn't go away ever, yeah, even for a it, moment. <laughs> and I want to make it known. I want to make it known that we're aware that we're doing a whole podcast about a corporate conglomerate's movie. We get it. Like, we, we get it. We understand. But also, I can consume media and also be aware of where it came from. I, I think we're yeah. I mean, I, we're all culturally mature enough to to do that. I guess. Well, hopefully, um, <laughs> you know, there's uh, every every piece of culture, especially in America, is problematic in some aspect. Yeah, you just have to learn to let go of it sometimes. Like if it's if it's particularly egregious, like 
yeah, don't don't yeah. buy it or whatever. Like, don't support it. But like, like if Star Wars the movie killed somebody, I probably wouldn't be watching right. Star Wars. Like, I personally will never see the Twilight Zone movie. Oh fuck that! Right, just because remember, it yeah it, it is a murder. The movie yeah. murdered people and a child yeah. with a helicopter. John Landis killed people. John Landis is responsible for the deaths of multiple people, and he has not really shown any remorse. So, obviously, there's some movies that I'm just like, ugh. But Star Wars yeah. being owned by Disney, it's like, I don't know. It's Star Wars. Listen, and I'm going to be fully honest with you, I have a Disney Plus account. Like, I don't pay for it. I steal but... your Disney Plus account, so I feel like I'm absolved from this sin. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't pay for it. You yeah, got it for I've, free, I've, so... I, my parents have Verizon, I just took it. <laughs> But just because the people just have Disney Plus because of Verizon? Yeah. You oh. get a free year of Disney Plus. Well, you get a free Disney Plus of Verizon. It's just on them. Huh. This is an ad for Disney Plus and for Verizon now, so we, you, we can feel free to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> this episode sponsored by... No. I, feel, I also feel like we have to mention that this is not like a... Like a kind of like a... What I would call like a nerdist podcast about Star Wars. No. We, we are not the nerdist. Thank God. Like, yeah. This does not... Chris Hardwick will not be appearing. <laughs> uh, we, 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 you know, we have a we have a reverent love for Star Wars. But yeah. Also, we're not going to breathlessly cover every single word like it is, you know. Yeah. We're not going to suck George Lucas's dick. I mean, <laughs> if he offered, and the, if I was in the right mood, and you know, maybe. No, but we're not going to. Whole... Yeah, you know, but we're, you know, he's got to seduce us a little bit. He's got to, he's got to work for it. We're not going to, we're not just going to hand it to him, you know? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to talk about the movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think that's a good transition point. Okay. Um, you want to explain it? <laughs> I think it's time to reveal the big twist of this show. Like we said, this is a yearly, um, every May the 4th, we talk about Star Wars A New Hope. But that wasn't yeah. enough. No, it simply wasn't. It simply wasn't enough. So, in my infinite wisdom, or infinite foolery, depending on your perspective, I decided... Depending on how we feel a couple years in. (laughs) Right. Probably next year we'll be cursing my name, both of us. The twist is that we are taking Star Wars A New Hope one minute at a time. One minute at a time. 60 seconds of Star Wars every year. Per year. This movie is 121 minutes long. This podcast that you are listening to will officially end in the year 2141. <laughs> exactly. We're going to go a, a minute, at a, minute at a time every single year, yeah. uh, and we have to nominate beneficiaries in case one of us dies. I got to have children now. Well, like, man, you I don't have to have children. Well, I mean, who, el- who else am I going to have to, like, they're my kids. They have to follow my wishes. I mean, you can put, you can, in a will, you can put, like, your, like, a trusted friend. Yeah, but my trusted friends are... Like, my age or older at this point. Like, I gotta find... I gotta... And if I'm a 90-year-old person, I can't just, like, talk to kids like, Hey, do you want to inherit my podcast? That's really weird. Right. That's what I mean. So, we'll figure that out. Well, I mean, that's that's in a couple decades' time. But, so, yeah, we're doing this very dumb thing for the rest of our lives and for the rest of whoever decides to... We, we pass the torch on to. Yeah. I mean, it may not even be their whole lives either. Well, I mean... Who knows? We might live to 120. We don't know the future. I mean, if I did, I'd probably be a little bit terrified. 
but especially of this undertaking. <laughs> but uh, I feel like we should uh, get started and talk about the very first minute of Star Wars. Which, by the way, uh, I feel like we should mention the exact version of Star Wars that we're using if you'd like to follow along at home for the next 121 years. Oh, right, yeah. We're using a very specific um, version of A New Hope. It is um, Harmy's Despecialized Edition version 2.7, right? 2.7. Yeah. So this um, this is a, a very, like, an amazing fan project um, of someone painstakingly restoring the original theatrical version of A New Hope from like old work prints and old or not work prints but like you know the original 35 millimeter reels yeah like di- different sources yeah definitely a couple, couple like different some of the sources. blu-rays are in there yeah some of the blu-rays are in there for the stuff that they couldn't find like you know the film for i think right yeah yeah there's a lot of like compositing scenes to like remove specifically remove the special edition parts yeah which i think is not a bad idea i think it's an amazing idea because for some reason George Lucas wants to pretend that the theatrical version just never happened. When it's the best version. When I mean, we all, we all saw version. the special edition. We all saw the special edition, yeah. I mean, that was the first time I saw Star Wars was the special edition, so I thought that that was... Yeah. I just thought that that's how it was. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, we reserve the right to change which version of Star Wars we use. Yeah, if, like, a better... Um, well, there like is rest- already a better one. Well, there's already a better one, but my... <laughs> I'm recording this on a 10-year-old MacBook um, with very limited memory. Yeah. I could not download the 4K version. (laughs) There's a version called 4K77 that is a, I think, a direct uh, transfer of a 35mm, no, like, no Franken, no Franken shots. I think it's just a direct transfer. That's pretty Uh, cool. But uh, Nikki does not have the ability to use that, so we're using, you know, the next best thing. It is a new help. Uh, Harmies. Despecialized 2.7. So yeah, that's what we're using this year. Um, hopefully in the next couple of years, I'll get a laptop that can like do things. And uh, we'll let you know when we change. But for now, it is it is that version. Um, yeah, so let's, let's talk about the f- very first minute, logos and all. Yeah, we are not, we're actually not cutting logos. We're not cutting crawl, No, every nothing. single, every single frame is a painting and we will be discussing it as such. We cannot, exactly. we cannot excise any frame. All right, let's get going. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Oh, here we go. Black screen. Yeah. Fading in the 20th Century Fox logo. This is actually... Nikki, Mm -hmm. I heard you mention... Actually, we're going to pause it right here. Um... Heard you mention that this is, like, a good fanfare for this film. It's just, like, loud enough. Well, usually... yeah, it's loud, but it's also a um, very specific um, extended version of it. That, it is. Um, at the time of the release in 1977, it had not been used in over a decade. Um, yeah, they used... and I think now it's the default, isn't it? Uh, no, it's, well, or the length of it, yeah, but it's, like, a different recording now. Of course. Um... But yeah, this is what they called uh, the Cinemascope extension of the fanfare. George Lucas insisted on using it, um, and also, uh, you know, to like, so he could fit in his little Lucasfilm logo. Yeah, uh, George Lucas, by the way, insisted on a ton of shit. Yeah, he during he, this movie. he insisted upon himself and <laughs> others and his film. <laughs> He's kind of an asshole. Uh, yeah, let's let's continue. I think. Uh, real quick. Okay. Um, this kind of like you know, reverby 
kind of almost terrible sounding version of the 20th Century Fox fanfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it does works. Yeah, it works, and it is emblematic of Star Wars to me. Uh, because as soon as I hear that, like, garbage, complete ass sounding fanfare, <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, I'm in for an older Star Wars movie. An old-timey treat. Yeah, when you see a new Star Wars movie, or when you see, no, well, not an, even a new Star Wars movie since it's like 2005. Yeah. Um, when you see any 20th Century Pictures movie, which is what it's called now, or 20th Century Studios, whatever. Yeah. Um, it it sounds not good. It sounds it's so basically, clean. It's basically it's it's digitally recorded. Sterile. It's like thin. It's like real real thin. Yeah. Fox used to have this like you know wide shit that used to sound great. Just a fat ass on that fox. Sorry. Yeah, it's like a. <laughs> I'm already losing my Nikki. mind, and this is the first year of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just wide uh, as hell. And we're only nine seconds in, too. Yeah. All right, um, let's go. Yeah. So I should also stop oh here. God. Twelve seconds in. God, you're killing me. And on this version, we've got a uh, Lucasfilm limited production title card very bare bones title card it's it is just green text it's just like a lucasfilm limited production and now they've got that shiny ass logo yeah um i kind of like this one simple this is very um i believe this might have been on thx 1138 as well do you yeah, remember i've only seen that twice and it was they were both a while ago i think so that makes yeah, sense yeah so so up until this point, you know, George Lucas didn't have any money at all to really. Yeah, the the new Lucasfilm logo took um, uh, three years and fifteen million dollars from ILM to complete. It is. It seems like a simple logo, but it is um, probably <laughs> what. No, I'm just fucking with you. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> there. Uh, speaking of like Star Wars logos that everybody is mad about, have you seen the Mandalorian? Yeah. Uh, that Star Wars logo, like the like the kind of like rushing lights one that plays at the beginning of every Mandalorian episode. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars fans are mad about it to the point where they're like, "What is this? This isn't Star Wars." What is? What does that mean? It says Star Wars. It's Star Wars. It uses Star Wars characters as in the Star Wars universe. How's it not Star Wars? God, it literally hate... says Star Wars. This is. I don't. <clears throat> That's so irritating because it just like who gives a shit? I know we're over analyzing logos right now but that's because we only have a minute of footage to discuss every year but yeah what it's people who want to protect the sanctity of quote-unquote star wars it's guys who hated the last jedi because uh because it tried to do something interesting with it because there were women in it oh no a woman has more than two lines of dialogue and she has purple hair this it's so this is specifically a call out at people who did not like the last jedi the last jedi is the best star wars movie i'm gonna come right the fuck out and say it i'm sorry it It is outside of the outside of the original trilogy it's the best star wars movie oh yeah okay that's actually probably yeah empire strikes back is probably like empire strikes back and return of the jedi are absolutely baller that's the thing it is neck and neck like i will go back and forth on which one of those is better because last jedi is fantastic yeah and i hope i hope none of our audience is like mad that we said this anyway let's continue (laughs) We're talking shit. I know. <laughs> okay. And then oh. we get that a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, which... We love that shit. We love that shit. Uh, the font has changed over the years. I'm not going to talk about fonts because we're not that starved for content. Yeah, let's. we're, we're probably going to have to wait till like 2022 when we're just about to finish the text crawl to start, to start talking, talking about, about the fonts. font. Yeah. Uh, however... <laughs> I think that this is probably, like, in all my years of seeing Star Wars in movie theaters, Mm -hmm. this is the fucking, like, this is the liminal space. 
the a long in time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It is just before all the shit pops off. I mean, you're already in the world of Star Wars because you've seen that 20th Century Fox logo. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever logo is in front film. of it. Yeah. I think it, now it's just Lucasfilm with, like, newer ones. Yeah. Uh, you get there, you see this title card, and you're like, oh, shit, here it comes. It's about to pop the fuck off. Yeah, it, it's like the smoke weed every day at the end of the next episode by Dr. <laughs> Dre. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, ah, shit, here we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, it, it's that, that joy of seeing a new Star Wars film in a theater. Like I remember seeing, uh, I think it was Revenge of the Sith or it was a F- The Force Awakens. I know that mm-hmm. those, those memories are 10 years apart. Same movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, seeing like the long time ago in a galaxy far, far away title card and being like, oh, I don't know what's about to transpire. And that is, I think, the most wonderful feeling. It's exciting. It's it's um, the precipice of a very uh, fun little adventure that you're about to embark on, thanks to good old George. It's uh, old George. Um, actually, there's I have a fun fact about the long long time ago in a galaxy far far away bit. In the original script, um, it was not that. It was slightly different. It was a long long time ago in the not too distant future. Huh. That doesn't make any fucking sense, Lucas. I'm glad they changed it. Because <laughs> here's the thing. A long time ago does not make any sense to me to begin with. Yeah. No, I mean, it doesn't. I think it's cool because it's like, it's very futuristic, but somehow it happened a really long time ago. So it's sort of like, you're not quite sure what to make of it. Like, is it a long time ago in our universe that there's this strange spacefaring race that we just, that died off or something? Or is this like a long time ago in their universe? Uh, I, maybe, I, I think, it, I think it's a long time ago in a far off universe where there may be... Well, far off galaxy. Let's be yeah. accurate here. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think that the best way to describe it, and please don't make fun of me for describing it this way. Well, no promises yet. Let's see. Is here on Earth, or at least in the Milky Way galaxy in Andromeda. Okay. Um, we are so 2008. <laughs> yeah. And then the universe that Star Wars takes place in the galaxy is so 3008. Eight. Well, right. two, we're two thousand and late. They're three thousand and eight. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That makes total sense. Like, I, I, I hate to use a Black Eyed Peas reference. No, but I, I mean it's the best explanation. <laughs> in the future, they're huge again. They have a resurgence in in uh, twenty thirty that our future listeners are going to get a kick out of when they go back to the old episodes. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, they predicted it on, a, and also with you, a Star Wars podcast, a limited event prestige podcast about Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah, that that's kind of all I have to say. It's about it for that title card. Yep, let's go. Let's 22 seconds. 22 <laughs> seconds in. Okay, silence. Okay. Bam! Ugh! <laughs> Star Wars. Just fucking hits you over the head, huh? Yeah, uh, every time I see this, I'm reminded of the reactions to the original Star Wars trailer. I don't know where I heard that from, but, um, you know, they would play... Uh, they would play the original Star Wars trailer, you know, in like, I think it's like early 1977. Yeah, because this uh, came out in May of 77, right? Yeah, so it must have been like late 76, early 77, they were playing the Star Wars trailer. Mm-hmm. It was like a teaser trailer, I remember, with like no real footage from the movie. Oh. And they showed kind of like an early version of the Star Wars logo as well. And they, at the end of it, they were like, oh, coming to a galaxy near you this summer. Oh, I love that tagline. That's such a good fucking... Uh, yeah. And then I, I, the anecdote that I read was somebody, 
uh, in the theater yelling immediately after that. And then to home video after, or home video, or was it like, you know, the bargain bin or something? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like people were like, oh, here's some schlock. This looks like shit. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, I guess it maybe does when you look at it, like just kind of big picture, it does kind of look like shit. Yeah. But it's uh, way better than it really is. Anyway, let's so continue. where are we at right now? We're, we're at 31 seconds. So we're already halfway through our allotted <laughs> footage 60. for the year. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, do you want to discuss some Star Wars trivia while we're here? Um, I think we could do that after the text crawl. Okay. It's just, it's moving further and further uh, away. Uh, uh, Where's it going? It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships, striking from a hidden base, have won their first victory against the Galactic Empire. Good for them. I'm reading as the crawl goes. So I think people I, picked up on that. Yeah, I, I think they... <laughs> people um, have seen Star Wars, Mace. This isn't... <laughs> people know how fast that thing goes. Do you know how this was shot? Oh, yeah, it was a practical effect, wasn't it? Yeah, this is all completely practical. Um, like they printed this or painted it or something? I think it was printed out. Well, I don't know if it was printed out because it was the 70s, but it was definitely like, you know, put on the floor. Yeah, then, like just a camera, you know, was rigged up and I don't know, panned along or something like that. I forget how it goes, but let me yeah. look that up. I have a little bit of trivia about this for you. Uh, apparently, this was, according to George Lucas, it was uh, the opening crawls were inspired by the crawls used at the beginning of each episode of Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers. Yeah, those old uh, serials he would watch as a kid. Yeah, and I think the whole, like, I think the whole Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers energy does transfer really, really well into Star Wars. Maybe a little bit more muted, but still. It's definitely, th like, you can tell that's where he's getting a lot of the attitude of it i guess not really the plot beats because the plot beats are just kurosawa's hidden fortress but the the, yeah. the attitude of it is very um buck rogers you know saturday morning uh serials at the at the local pictures for 10 cents a piece and you had a nickel left over for a cup of coffee after i don't know <laughs> did you <laughs> i don't know but the, things things back in the 30s and 40s everything was a nickel like nickels actually mattered they don't matter anymore. They're stupid. Yeah, They're the worst I, coin. When was the last time you used a nickel? And also, when was the last time you got a nickel as change and were like, I don't want this. I don't need this. It's, almost, it's the new penny. Like, no one, no one picks up a penny on the sidewalk. No one's picking up a nickel. Maybe you pick up a dime. Maybe. I'll pick up a dime. I'll pick up a quarter. Also, can we just, I know this is a tangent, but can we just can we just address the fact that the nickel is five cents, the dime is ten cents? The nickel is larger than the one that costs more. Yeah, I don't understand why Where's that the fucking is a logic thing? in that. It pisses me off. Anyway. And I think even the the penny is bigger than a nickel, right? No. No. Well, I don't even. I, we're we're getting way off track here. The anyway. point is, in the forties, <laughs> there were nickels, and that is where <laughs> George Lucas got his inspiration for the uh, Star for the Wars opening crawl. For the for the opening crawl, yeah, that's how it worked. Um, here's something fucked up. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about the Star Wars logo type from the Wikipedia article for the opening crawl. The opening crawl. So Star Wars is one of those series that every bit of it has a separate as a separate Wikipedia, Wikipedia page. article. Yeah, like it, the opening crawl is basically its own character. <laughs> yeah, the, this is a pretty meaty Wikipedia article, too. Yeah. Um, 
uh, I'm going to talk about the Star Wars logo type. Uh, you know, the classic Star Wars logo. Do I mean, it up. I use the font on the art of this very podcast. You know what it looks like. Yeah, take a look at your screen right now. It's that one. I don't have to explain to you what that is. Um, we, like we've established, people have seen Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like we shouldn't have to explain what Star Wars is to you, except the nitty gritty of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh... So this the logo type was designed, you know, it's a block capital letters filled the star is skewed towards the vanishing vanishing point. Uh that's the original Star Wars logo type. Uh, you know, that was used on older posters, like it was kind of like trapezoidal in shape and was mm. used on the original trailer as well. Um Oh yeah, that one, yeah. George Lucas rejected Dan Perry's logo because of readability problems, which I mean in 1977, I can't even un- believe or understand or just kind of grasp that George Lucas was like, readability, accessibility. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have to think about the audience. That sounded more like Mickey Mouse and George Lucas. But yeah. They're the same at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, they turned to the graphic designer, Susie Rice, uh, from an advertising agency, which, sure, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Lucas, uh, commissioned her to design a promotional brochure that was to be distributed to cinema theater owners. Uh, he, in- he instructed Rice to produce a logo that would intimidate the viewer, and he reportedly asked for the logo to appear very fascist in style. Huh, that's the, that's the word he used, huh? That's the word, and also, um, she was, the designer, she was inspired by historical German typography. Uh, well, I mean, it's not entirely out of line. I mean, the storm they're fucking called stormtroopers, after all. I mean... Yeah, and the whole, like, empire. Right, like, they're... That's... That's another tangent that maybe we should tackle in the year 2020. That the, the sort of... I was talking about this with my friend who's also a big Star Wars fan. The whole, like... You know that thing that Disney does, uh, their their weird thing that they do sometimes. They're like, "Are you on the are you on the good side or the bad side?" You know, like which which do you choose? Yeah, like maybe don't get. It just seems out of. Don't make that a playful option. Like they're supposed to be space fascists, like pretty clearly. Like in Force Awakens, they're like they have like a Hitler rally. Like it's very. Like, it's very clear, and it was very clear in A New Hope, too. Like, this is, they, yeah. like I said, they're fucking, they're called stormtroopers. Like, there's no ambiguity as to what they're supposed to represent, so. And also, I think that, Luke, like, George Lucas, 100%, like, the stance in this movie is that this is bad. Yeah, no, he's not, he, he's <laughs> not like, well, they, you know, they're just misunderstood, you know, maybe we should debate them. No. No, it's very, it's very clear what they are, and they're bad. Like maybe, maybe later on it gets a little bit more. Sometimes, you know. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's uh, that's the that's what the Star Wars. Logo, that's kind of what I get wanted to get the uh, the words that he used. <laughs> right. I think it's interesting. I think it makes sense. The decision makes sense because I mean, the title Star Wars, it's war. It's yeah, conflict. It's it's supposed to be kind of big and in your face and it makes yeah. sense it makes sense also in a 2005 interview george lucas described how the final phrasing of the text for star wars came about and he said uh the crawl is such a hard thing because you have to be careful that you're not using too many words that people don't understand <laughs> it's like a poem <laughs> a poem I, sh- I showed the very first crawl to a bunch of friends of mine in the 1970s. It went on for six paragraphs with four sentences each. Oh. Brian De Palma was there. Right, yeah, Brian De Palma. Yeah, I have in my little trivia notes that he said, 
The crawl at the beginning looks like it was written on a driveway. It goes on forever. <laughs> it's gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out I to th- Brian De Palma, who also he he was one of the the I think he was one of the first people to see like a rough cut of the film, and he said that it was the worst thing he's ever seen in his life. <laughs> Which, to be fair, the rough cut of the film, none of the special effects were done. So George Lucas spliced in old, um, old like dog fights from World War II pictures. Yeah. So it was a little disjointed, but also, I mean, Brian De Palma. I'm glad that he spoke his mind. However, De Palma did help edit the text crawl into what is what ended up in the movie. So it's like not as yeah. Because I think the original it goes on like it talks about the old Republic and the Dark Lords of the Sith. And, like, the persecution of the Jedis. And then, like, it talks about all the different locations. In the Like, it just goes on and on. It goes f- on for fucking forever. And uh, in, the, in the movie, it's just like, a civil war. Boom. We're here. You know? Yeah, it's like a civil war. Shut the fuck up. Strap in. Right. Yeah, it's uh, so much... It's snappier. Uh, and I feel like we'll we'll kind of touch on this over the next 121 years. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe... <laughs> We're we're really doing this. Yeah, we we are. We are. Oh, Jesus. We'll touch on this over the next 121 years. uh, uh, You know, George Lucas needs a lot of basically kind of like getting him in line. Because a a lot of the time his ideas are, you know, wide open, just pie in the sky. And Mm -hmm. then somebody has to step in and tell him, no, stop. Like, George, George, we're making a movie. We have to, like... It has to make sense in a movie, George. Yeah. I mean, over time, I guess, <laughs> you know, people learned to just not tell him to stop. That's how we got... Well, that's how we got the prequels, is that people didn't want to tell him no anymore. I feel like they should have. Absolutely. I think the prequels, there's something good there. I don't think... I'm not yeah. one of those people that they're like, oh, they're just... I mean, they are miserable, but they're not... There's, um... I'm not those people who... One of those people who rightfully believes there was only one Matrix film. Right, Exactly. Um, even though there was, and uh, that, I mean that's not on the Wachowski, so <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. Yeah, that's not on them. But well, the thing with the prequels is that there's, and the thing with the original trilogy is like George Lucas did have a lot of good ideas. He did build this universe. It's just that with the original trilogy, he had a very large team of people to sort of rein it in and hone it into like its finest point. Like Empire Strikes Back widely considered to be the best star wars movie yeah that is probably partly because george lucas had the least amount of input on it (laughs) like it was mostly it was written by um oh what's his name lawrence kasdan great screen great screenwriter and it was or was it directed by lawrence kasdan i have the names mixed up but anyway a lot of them though i mean he wrote i mean the first um the first script that he wrote is all three movies essentially like the first The first draft of Star Wars is 200 pages long. That's ridiculous. So he took the first third of it, and that is what became A New Hope. So, you know, he's he's a big ideas guy. He's he's a big picture guy. He's not he's not a good dialogue guy. He's not a he's not a you know yeah. A, you know, he's the big picture. Also, um. Something I want to mention about the crawl before we kind of get to the end of it here in ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, the end uh, of it for this year. For this year, <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford, who you know we'll talk about in maybe a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he doesn't show up for a long while. Yeah, <laughs> in uh, our podcast. <laughs> Harrison Ford, uh, he said that he found the dialogue to be very difficult. Later, saying you can type this shit, but you can't say it, which yeah. is 
That makes complete sense. And like, well, and all the cast agreed with him to the point that they basically begged George Lucas to let them improvise. As, yeah. And he agreed as long as, you know, they stuck to the, you know, the, the structure of the story, which like, thank fucking God, because have you read the script? Uh, yeah, I've read the script. It's, I haven't read all of it because it is not a, it's not a good read. There are some screenplays that read really well and you can like, like it's, a, it's a work on its own, but this is not one of those. <laughs> Uh, apparently, also, um, just kind of about the theaters that chose to distribute this. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, apparently, four, less than 40 theaters agreed to show this. Nobody uh, thought this was going to be what it was. Like, yeah, everyone they, thought this was going to flop. They saw Star Wars and were like, eh, it looks like shit. I mean, because, uh, let's be honest, it's kind of a dumb title. It's yeah. only, it's only good now because we've, I mean, it's, it's giant. Like it's the only reason <laughs> I'm calling it Star Wars right now and not what I usually call it Star Wars is because Star we're Wars. on a podcast. It's Star yeah. Wars. Uh, so basically, fewer than 43 agreed to show it. As a solution, Fox threatened that any cinema that refused to show this movie would not be given the rights to screen the potential blockbuster at the other side of midnight, which ended up grossing less than 10% of what this movie did. Yeah, so, I've never heard of that movie until today when I saw that piece of trivia. So, yeah. <laughs> I I've never heard of the other side of midnight, but I have heard of Star Wars. It's hard not to. Um, let's hear the rest of the text crawl, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. We got about ten seconds. Really? Yeah. During the battle, mm-hmm. rebel spies managed to steal plant secret plans to the empires, and that's the end of the minute. <laughs> what did they steal? Yeah, I. <laughs> That's of the course, end of we the know minute. what they steal, but I don't know what they steal right now. Oh, jeez. If I'm... Oh, man. That's that's the minute. That's the uh, whole minute. We, we went from 20th Century Fox logo, Lucasfilm logo, long, long time ago, Star Wars logo, a paragraph and a half of the text crawl, and that is it for 2020. <laughs> that is... Just to give you a perspective of the scope of this very, very stupid thing that we've embarked upon. Yeah, it's... Uh... There's a lot that it's, can I can I just say that like it's really sinking in now. Yeah, that we have to just kind of trudge through this a little bit. Wow. Yeah, that. Oh my god! And the fucking the opening shot with the oh. I don't with know the big ship. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh no! That's gonna take like five years. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not gonna see a human person until like twenty thirty five. Yeah, because I think we don't see the first shot. Is like, isn't the, it a R two and C three PO and R two D two? Yeah. We, so I mean, that's cool. I love I love them. They are husbands, but they're dating. They're or are they husbands? Uh, I don't think they're husbands yet. They're husbands by the end of it. No, I think clearly by like, you know, the Empire Strikes Back, they're husbands. Mm. I think this is just like this is like one date that you know <laughs> went really claimed. bad. <laughs> I mean, but it went well enough that they got married. Right. I mean, it wasn't their fault it went bad. Their their ship yeah. got boarded. Um. So yeah, that's um that's the minute. What did you think of that minute? <laughs> um. I. It's honestly, I feel like this gives me a lot of what I need to know about Star Wars, which is, I think, a a victory for mm-hmm. um for the movie itself. Uh, yeah. I mean, because it it hooks you. Like, yeah. this is literally the first minute, and we included the logos, and so, like, what is it? The actual movie part of the movie starts with long, long time ago, and that's, like, what, 30 seconds in? Yeah. And then, 
bam, the opening Cause... fanfare, which like, um, I read that John Williams composed the main title to like almost serve as an extension of the 20th Century Fox fanfare. Yes. Which makes sense because like when when you hear them together, they're very um, very similar in in a lot of ways. It it actually makes complete sense that he would do that. Yeah. It it's this movie, a hundred percent. It tells you everything you need to know within the first minute, I yeah. think. Yeah, like, we don't even get the full text crawl, but a civil war has started. I forget the exact wording. I mean, not even then. I would say a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, yeah. I mean, that alone is like... It's a Star War and the first paragraph. Like, we could stop this podcast right now. We got everything we needed. Well, no, we've... Like we I said, we hit record. We committed to this. This is going until 2141. That's true. It is too late to stop now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for the layman, you could stop here. Please don't. Mm, no, we'd rather you didn't. I mean, you get you get a nice, healthy twelve month uh, break from it. You know, well, it's a yearly podcast. It's not. It's not a lot. Yeah, it'll be fine. I mean, it's not like it's like fine. a weekly limited event prestige podcast. No, God, that's exhausting. Yeah, that's that, there's a lot of there's a lot of that. Um, yeah, but uh, I, yeah, I think I agree. This this minute. It's kind of weird to review a movie a minute at a time, especially with a 12-month gap in between minutes. But uh, I agree. This is a really, um, if you just take the movie bits, which is the last 30 seconds of it, it throws you right in. Yeah. Like that that opening fanfare, when it, it smacks you in the face with Star Wars. Like if you were blind and yeah. only heard the music, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, I mean, apparently this this movie was so bonkers good when it came out in 77 that people would just see it like 10 times. They would line up outside the movie theater and just <laughs> to the one movie theater that it used to be back in the day. Yeah, the one movie theater. And then just watch it. I, um, in high school, I took a college course for uh, like three years of my high school career in uh, video production. And uh, my teacher, great guy, um... His his favorite movie of all time uh, was Casablanca, and he said that his second favorite movie of all time, a very close second, is the original Star Wars. Because when it came out, he also was like, hmm, all right, I'll go see this Star Wars picture. Okay. And he saw it, and he said his he'd never seen anything like it. There was nothing that looked like this. Like, it was a... It was a technical masterpiece. Like, yeah, there's a lot of shitty wooden dialogue, and there's a lot of weird little... You know, it's not a it's not a flawless movie, but it's amazing to. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's an experience. He said that it was so intense of an experience that he just he just like went home and just sat there thinking yeah. about the movie, and then went back later that night to see it again. <laughs> and that's what you could do in the seventies because nobody apparently had a job. Nobody did anything. It was, you know, everyone <laughs> was on break after the war. They didn't have TikTok. No TikTok. Uh, no, uh... Google? No Google? You couldn't Google stuff? They didn't have, they didn't have Apple. If, they you, wanted, they if you wanted to know they something, Apple. they kind of had Apple. If you wanted to, like, find something, you had to go to a library and hope you found, like, a little card in a, in a, in a folder and a little drawer and find a book. It's awful. You couldn't yeah, Google so, shit. So when you see a space movie like this, all you want to do is see it again, because what are you going to do the rest of the day? It's like, you know, like I said in the beginning, it's hard for us to fully comprehend what an enormous deal this was at the time. Because when we, we saw it, we weren't there. 
and when we saw it, it was already kind of a uh, big deal, cultural juggernaut. Like it was already, ma- I mean, it was massive, like almost immediately, and then has never stopped being massive. It is yeah. still huge. So to be one of the first people to see something like that, I can't even, I can't even imagine that because I don't think there's any. I mean, there's been big cultural moments like that, but it, nothing close. I guess they tried to make Avatar that. They're still working on that, I think. <laughs> Remember in in 2009 when everyone pretended Avatar was the biggest thing that had ever happened? Uh, it was to the point where people were super into Avatar. And I do you remember them running articles about how people were depressed after leaving the movie theater because they w- they'd yeah. never experienced something so real? No, that I never bought that. I, even at the time, I, uh, in 2009, I would read that and be like, really? Fucking... I, I saw what? Avatar in 3D. It wasn't yeah. that good. I saw it. I saw it in like the largest IMAX screen I could find in the state of Massachusetts. Didn't really. I mean, it was it was fine. It's, it's fun. It's good. It's not. It's, it's not a bad movie. It's a but, it's a fun blockbuster, and the 3D was pretty good. Yeah, I'm but not I'll, big on 3D movies all the time, but it was fun. But no. like, I didn't. I couldn't understand. Like, they were really trying to make this to be a new Star Wars in the sense that they were trying to make this, like, oh, this is history-making. Everyone will remember the day they saw Avatar and their world was changed. No, fucking... I don't remember the day I saw Avatar. I only remember it because I saw it on my birthday. But that's, like, because it was my birthday, not because I saw Avatar, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I mean, you remember your birthday. It was, um... There's never really... There's never been another star wars you know what i mean like there's and i don't think there can be yeah and i mean at the risk of sounding too much like drake let me ask you a question here go ahead uh when was the last time you saw something for the first time like like when you were like in the first group of people to see something i don't know like that's a good question saw rogue one opening night but that's not i mean that's star wars that's a that's a yeah, that's also a, Star Wars. It's a good Star Wars, but I didn't feel like I was part of something. It was just a it was a Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, a I went very to a, good Star Wars. But, yeah, it's you know pretty pretty fucking good. Yeah, uh, I went to a um, press not a press screening uh, like an unfinished work print screening uh, last year of Rocket Man, which isn't Star Wars. <laughs> Are you sure? It sounds similar. Rocket Man. Star Wars. Rocket, Han Solo's Star. kind of a Rocket Man of himself, you know? It's kind of... Yeah. No. I mean, the he, the thing about that print mm-hmm. is wonderful. I wish everybody had been able to see it, because it was a print of the movie with unfinished visual effects. Visual effects in a biopic? What is that even... What? Because it's very, <laughs> like, it's like fantasy, you know, because Elton John is out, an out-of-this-world character, I guess. Yeah, I didn't actually see it. So th- there's a lot of visual effects for a. There's a fuck ton of visual effects in that movie. So when were... you when you saw the print, like what was it? Just like insert effect here? Like no, the... it was uh, unfinished, like rough CGI. And oh. like whenever there were big crowds, he was performing in front of. It was all like Photoshop clone brush crowds. <laughs> And then, only, oh my god, like, that's am- that's amazing! The little bits of like f- crowd footage that they did shoot yeah. was like feathered in here and there in the crowds, so it looked like very graphic design is my passion. Oh my god! And the movie had a completely different ending to what was actually in theaters. In in theaters, it's a it's the a recreation of I'm Still Standing. 
oh. the music video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think is a pretty good music video. No, that's like, a he's good one. Chilling at the beach. Um, but the original was uh, Taron Egerton. I forget his name. Uh, performing I'm Still Standing at the Hollywood Bowl. And it was an unfinished Hollywood Bowl that was basically... It was all those like little rough Photoshop elements yeah. composited into a scene. And I wish everybody had been able to see that cut because it makes the movie so much weirder. Yeah, that that does seem very odd. But you didn't feel like you were like, wow, I'm witnessing history. No, no. <laughs> right. Like, that's the thing. There's, I don't know. I think maybe I'll leave myself open to that experience but i I don't think it's ever going to happen again star wars changed the entire movie industry around it yeah like so it's you can't go back to the time before it right so i don't know it's a special movie yeah and i i think that's star wars for us well the first uh, minute of star wars the first minute yeah that's uh that's uh and also with you for the year 2020 um Wow, we are really fucking doing this, huh? Yep. This is the first episode of And Also With You, a Star Wars podcast, a limited event prestige podcast about Star Wars. Yeah, um, my name is Nikki Flowers. Um, I'm really just really starting to feel the weight of of what we're doing. Um, yep. This is not a joke. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... Ah... Uh, Okay, I guess, I mean, yeah, I said I'm Nikki Flowers. I play music as Nikki Flowers. Find me on the internet. Mace, you, you take over now. Uh, Nikki's got a Bandcamp page at nikkiflowers.bandcamp.com. They just put out a great EP today. It's called Lemon Wedge. Oh, yeah, ch- check that out. Uh, I'm Mace. <laughs> I play music as Echo Vessel. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Echo Vessel, right now at least. Um, yeah. Or In the future, on- who knows what happens? We'll let you know. Yeah, or on Instagram as Echo Vessel three O's. Fuck Echo Vessel. In the future, hopefully, I will be allowed to have at Echo Vessel on Instagram as well. well soon, you will have your revenge. Uh, I mean, just hoping for one band to break up. Uh, <laughs> we run a label called Neo Detritus. That yeah, that's true. It's actually uh, on the day we're recording this, uh, May first. It is Bandcamp Day today. Uh, yeah. This is completely useless information to you. Uh, because you were going to be hearing this on May 4th. No one will be hearing this the day of, so... Unless know. somebody has, like, patched into the show, which has happened before on different podcasts. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, and don't always like it. Yeah, we, um, we run a label. It's a little baby label. Little baby label. A Not babel. for little babies, but the label itself is a little baby. Um, but in the future, you know, people who are hearing this, you know, they're binging, uh, old episodes... Uh, isn't it cool to hear how we started? It's just a little label. We got a couple bands, and we started two years ago, and yeah, we'll be bigger. In a couple years, we're going to have 700 bands. Yep, exactly. We're going to be bigger than uh, Universal Music Group, and I'm going to be a big capitalist. I'm going to be Mark Cuban. <laughs> yeah, we're going to completely do a 180 on all of our morals and become just giant capitalist pigs. And it's Yeah, gonna I'm going to be... completely forget where I came from or like what... <laughs> Right. What I believe in. And it's going to be wonderful to listen to yearly. Yeah. Um. So uh, catch you next time uh, in 2021, May 4th, 2021. We will f- not, maybe not finish the text crawl, but we'll get through a lot of it. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um. Uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. 
Yeah. Uh, thank you. Tell to your friends about it. I don't know. Review it on uh, Apple Podcasts, please. Actually, yeah, throw us a five stars. If it's not five stars, don't fucking bother. Uh, thank you to for to you for listening, uh, and thank you to Matt and Noisepace again for uh, just letting us do this carte blanche. Yeah. Uh, this just kind of like you know, mis- mishmash of two different other podcasts. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. Uh, hope you'll be around next year to hear it. Anyway, thanks for listening, and may the 4th be with you. And also with you. That's the show.